Hello, happy Thursday, happy weekend eve, or shit, like Friday eve. I don't know. All the days are mixed up because it's Thanksgiving and at this point, it's let's circle back after the holiday season and then it's basically a new fiscal year and you guys, my brain is mush, but I'm so excited because I'm not working for the next like 10 days. I'm going to lose my shit. I feel like over the summer, I not only was like working a lot, I, I was just working a lot. That's what we're going to call it. It was it was a stretch of a summer. It was a grind. I'm glad I did it because I don't feel guilty taking time off. Not that you should ever feel guilty taking time off. I'm going to stop qualifying and move into this episode. I'm sorry that I'm late again today. Promise I'm getting my shit together. Promise all next week everything's going to be on time. Um, but I wanted to wait today until Peyton left. We're traveling a little bit next week. Everything will be pre-recorded and I'll still have episodes for you. But Peyton left for Milwaukee to go see his family and I'm meeting him there tomorrow. So I wanted to wait until he left so I could have, you know, just a house free to really get my thoughts out, really chat with you guys, give you all my updates. I was packing for our trip. So we're going to Milwaukee and then from there, we're going to Mexico for the week of Thanksgiving, which I am truly so excited for. I could cry. Um, It's our first time out of the country together. People say that's a huge test to your relationship. So TBD on if we keep the wedding or not, I'll let you guys know. Speaking of the wedding, I made a TikTok on my like wedding rules and it's kind of a trend right now. It's a little bit that people are doing. Mine was totally a bit, but some of them were real. And if you guys are interested, I will happily go through them in more detail on the pod. But people came for my throat and not people, men. The amount of comments that I got from only men saying that I am a nightmare and they feel bad for my fiance is honestly hilarious. And yeah, if you're interested, I'll break them down for you guys because I don't think they're that crazy. It's just your general no kids. Maybe I do have some hot takes on there. Maybe people want their kids there. I don't know. But personally for me, I don't think kids belong in a wedding. Come for my life. It's totally fine. I We're allowed to think different things. We are allowed to disagree. But in my personal wedding, there will be not a single child. I don't care if my if Rachel has a baby. She will understand when I respectfully decline her baby's entrance into my wedding. She's not having a baby. But that's how serious I am about it. There will be no children at my wedding. Anyways, if you need a laugh, go check out the TikTok. It's like penned at the top because I've never had one pop off like that. And it's so, the men are just so funny. Like the angry, angry men calling me a nightmare. I'm, I love it. That's my goal. If I'm a majority of the insecure men on TikTok's nightmare, hell yes. And I'm doing something right, baby. Okay, listen. Today, we're going to talk about body image around the holidays because this is something that I have struggled with my entire life. I struggle with body image on a day-to-day, today-to-day. It's constant. It doesn't go away. But some days are better than others. Some periods of time are better than others. And I think the holidays may be the absolute worst. The holidays, travel, and celebrations. Those are like my three I'm losing my shit times. And that's funny because we're going to talk about all of these like in the upcoming weeks. But today we're going to talk about the holidays specifically. 
I'm going to give you my background as I usually do. You know I have tips for you. You know I'm going to point you to some resources. But without further ado, let's get into it, you guys. Welcome to the My Brain Hurts podcast. Thank you so much for being here again. Let's talk about body image around the holidays. Welcome to the My Brain Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Kat Makemson. Sit back, sit tight, enjoy the ride, and here's to a lot of brains that don't hurt. Okay, guys, body image around the holidays. This is a this is an extremely tough time for anyone who has ever struggled. Trigger warning before we get into this, I'm talking about eating disorder, body dysmorphia, any if that doesn't make you feel good, if you don't want to hear this, you know what to do. Go on to the next one. We don't have to listen to things that don't make us feel good. That's the beauty of boundaries and of making our own choices. And if anyone supports that decision for you, it is me. If you are still here, if you still want to hear about my experience, let's get into it. Body image around the holidays. And when I say the holiday season, I think things really start to begin like at October because you have October and you have the end of October. Let's call it the end of October. I would say summer is kind of wild and crazy. We're traveling a lot. We're drinking more than usual because we're outside and like you got to you drink more outside, I guess. I reckon on the beach, on a boat, if you're a lucky gal or guy. Um, So there's that. But I think the holiday season or the heavy consumption of the holiday season truly starts when we hit probably Halloween. So that last weekend of October and then it lasts January 1. So you have 60 days of things that can feel triggering, a very busy social calendar, and then just lots of opportunities to do a bunch of fun stuff that if you get anxious about eating and drinking, is not fun for you. And I get it. And it's such a mind fuck because you're going into the season and everyone's so excited and you're thinking to yourself, okay, why am I not excited? Everyone else is. Why am I not looking forward to this Friendsgiving when I get to see all the people that I haven't seen in months? Why am I not looking forward to seeing my family that I haven't seen at Christmas? My dad's making his pot roast. I can't wait. Why am I not excited for it? Why do I have these negative feelings? And there can be reasons outside of body image for that always. But if you get stressed, if food and alcohol makes you sad, and it's associated with these gatherings, with our holidays, then like, hell yeah, it's going to make you sad and anxious thinking about these get-togethers and these functions. I, my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. And this is the reason why. Thanksgiving and my family in years past used to be like absolute party down. Everyone comes to my parents' house. We eat really good food and then we rage all weekend. It was so much good food. It was just a lot of quality time and it was honestly a lot of drinking. And I think the excess of drinking made it easier for me to get past the food part of it. It's like, okay, I've always been like this. This is such an issue. Not always. Obviously, I wasn't like drinking all the time when I was 13. But whenever I started drinking and I was going to a function and I knew there would be food there that may be out of my control or the worst mindfuck is that 
you're telling yourself there are decisions that you need to make, food choices that you need to make while you are there. And if you make the one that you really want, you're bad. But if you eat the salad, you're good. So I would tell myself, I would manipulate myself in my brain that if I got too drunk to make what was supposed to be the good decision, that it was okay for me to do the bad decision. And then that never worked out because I purged later on. So it's it's awful and it's really hard. And if you are going through that right now, and if you are feeling any of those feelings right now, at any point, please DM me. Like my DMs are always open. You know me, Instagram, catmac underscore fit, TikTok, catmacfit. I am here for you. It is an awful feeling. And it's something that doesn't get talked about enough. And it's something that we don't, not even talked about enough with our friends, with our therapist, with our family, but with ourselves. Because there's a whole lot of shame that gets held around not feeling the way that you think you are expected to feel. And this is specific to the holidays. So you think that you're expected to feel happy, excited, good, comfortable, ready, loved, wonderful, moving into your big family gathering. And instead, you're anxious, nervous, unsure if you want to go, not great all around. And then there's the shame. And you're like, oh, a silly little meal is making me feel this way. Do I not care enough about my family that I can't fight this? Do I not care enough about my health that I can't make the good decision? No, we're not going to talk to ourselves that way. We're not going to bully ourselves into doing something we absolutely do not want to do. That That's just not happening here. I'm not allowing you to do it because let's be empathetic. Like we're human. It's hard. Life in general, waking up in general is hard. If your brain hurts, it's harder. And everyone has some degree of their brain hurting. We're not even going to play for half a second. And you guys aren't even going to kick it with me. I'm not going to take the bit that there's someone out there of you whose brain doesn't hurt at all. Everyone's brain hurts a little bit. And that's okay because we are human and we are imperfect, imperfectly created. And that's fine. There's my tangent. Sorry. But listen, I know, guys. Like, I get it. This is tough. I, my worst Thanksgiving, and no one would know because I posted the really cute picture laughing with my dad, and I made a bunch of jokes at dinner, and I filled up my plate twice. And guess what? I blacked out and I threw it up later. Like, it's so hard to fight that, and it is so hard to find the balance. And it truly is the balance where you find freedom. Listen, I'm not there yet. I have not found the freedom. I do not know how to find balance every single time, but I do practice it, and that is what I strive for. And in doing that, of course, you guys know I have tips for you. And these are my tips on how we're going to get through the holidays. We're going to get through the binge and restrict of the holidays, the pressures. Another hard part that no one talks about is, you know, let's say that you don't see certain members of your family in a long time and low hanging fruit in conversation is commenting on someone's appearance. So the first thing that they say is, oh my God, you look like you've lost weight or, oh, you look so different. What a, you know, it's just, it's the low hanging fruit. It's the easiest thing to say. And for someone who struggles with their body image, gaining weight, losing weight, anything surrounded by your weight or even worse, you're not eating that much this year. Oh my God, you must be hungry. Someone save room for Kat. She's still hungry. Like it sucks. I get it. And 
hearing that from people that you love so much and that are so close to you when you hold up on a pedestal can be really hurtful and they don't even know it, you know? It's, I'm not going to say it's not their fault. Everyone owns fault and everything. Like we all need to be accountable for our actions. But unfortunately, some of them were just uneducated on how to not have conversations surrounding weight and what people eat and all that really tough stuff because no one ever taught them. But here we are now talking about it. And we'll try to reteach them. And if we can't, then we will teach the generations to come on how that is so very hard on all of us. And how you should just always assume that someone struggles with body image, with getting triggered by talking about their body and their weight and fluctuations. Because it's tough, especially as a woman to hear when we are constantly expected to be perfect in every aspect of our life. Let's just not talk about our bodies. So there's that. Okay, here are my tips. Some of them are a little deeper. Some of them are, you know, those tangible things that you can immediately start tomorrow. If you have to go to a Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow, here's my tips. My first one is you know yourself better than anyone. Set a boundary. You know, if it's something where you are truly not going to feel great, then just set the boundary. Say, no, I do not need to go. This, the people there are not going to make me feel good. This situation is giving me more anxiety than it is happy. And this is something that I have to do. I get it. I have a very hard time saying no. We've talked on here before about being a people pleaser. It's very tough for me. So I'm with you. I stand in solidarity. This is not an easy feat, but a tip that I have, something that I've truly started implementing is I'll write down pros and cons. My mom, since I was a little girl, whenever I've been faced with a difficult decision, has told me to write down pros and cons, whether it was a, a, bo- a little boy that I liked or not a li- I didn't like little boys. Like, so I was little, they were little. You get what I'm saying? Whether it was a boy that I liked or, you know, what college I wanted to go to, signing up for a club. My mom truly told me to write down my pros and cons and that's something I've taken into my adult life. And if you think about it, everything really is a pro or it's a con. There's aspects of, let's talk about events specifically or outings or whatever you have. There is good and there is bad. There's not a ton of gray to them. There's not a, yeah, it's maybe, it's this will be fun. This will make me feel like shit. This will taste good this will be bad. You know, you just look at them and then add up the list, decide how many of the pros are that important to you or how many of the cons really weigh against you. From there, make the choice. This is not to say you should not go to something because of the food or you're This is not a diet trick. I'm not giving you a little tip. This is not a stay thin for the holidays by saying no to events with your friends. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. This is about your mental health. Look at how badly your brain will hurt or how wonderfully your cup will be filled and then decide from there to go or not. Two, this one's a bit more tangible, a bit less heavy, easier to bring into practice. I always eat before an event. So if it's a a dinner, you know, if it's like Friendsgiving, you're going to be fed. If it's Christmas dinner with your mom, you're going to be fed. But if it's like holiday party, Christmas cocktail, 
things like that, I eat, always eat before. I nourish my body. I make myself feel full. I hit all my macronutrients. And this one, I'm leaning towards something more healthy prior to going to this event because if it's a cocktail party and maybe there's hors d'oeuvres, I'm probably wearing a dress and I don't want to feel bloated and I want to feel nice and strong and comfortable in my body. So I eat something nourishing and healthy prior. I make sure that there's a ton of protein in it and I make sure I'm having a vegetable. Depending on vegetables, for me, Brussels and broccoli can make me extremely bloated. So I go for something easier than that. Protein, vegetable, and I go to the event not feeling stuffed, but feeling pretty full. And the reason for that is it's what I believe in in a lot of aspects of fitness and mental health in general is that I control what I can control and I let go of what I can't. If it is not stated in the itinerary or on an invitation, I have no idea what they're going to feed me at this event. That's okay. That's totally fine. I have no clue. So instead, I'm going to control what I can. I'm going to nourish myself prior with a delicious and healthy meal. And then I go into the event feeling okay, feeling full. Because what I used to do is I would not eat all day and I would get to the event and I'd be like, oh, perfect. I didn't eat all day. I'll get drunk faster. So there's that. So then I'd slam two drinks and then I would go over to wherever the chips and dip were, wherever the snacks and apps were. And I would sit there for the rest of the night, not even talk to my friends and just eat and eat and eat. And I'd be binge eating because I didn't eat all day. And I feel like shit because have you ever eaten an entire bowl of crab dip and pita bread? Have you? Then you know how I feel. It's awful. Like you cannot do that and feel great. So I would do that. Then the night's ruined and there we go. My tip number three, this is again for those cocktail parties, is I pick a drink that I know will make me feel good. Like this is the season of drinking. I know it is. It's November, Thanksgiving, it's holiday parties all through December. You have New Year's. It doesn't end. I'm sure you have an excuse or a reason to drink every single weekend, maybe some nights during the week. For me, because it's happening more frequently, then I really try to focus on what exactly is going into my body and how I can mitigate any potential negative side effects. So rather than going for the sugary, you know, custom cocktail, the one that's really catching my eye, if you want the spiked hot chocolate, absolutely do it, but have one and then move on to something else. All that's a tip that I follow pretty much in general is my first drink can be fun, flowery, whatever I want. But then from then on, I'm going to have a light beer. I'm going to have a glass of champagne or I'm going to have a tequila on the rocks or tequila soda water because I know how my body metabolizes that. It doesn't make me feel bad and it's just cleaner ingredients. It's really easier on the gut. So either have the one happy one and then settle it from there Or if you're drinking a lot in a row, really just pick something and stick with it and pick the healthier option. Because if you're someone who worries about calories and overindulging and it's ruining your time, but you need to go, this is just a hack I have for you. Again, I'm not telling you not to do it. If you're comfortable doing it, it's not going to hurt you later. Do it. This is just what works for me. So 
I probably will only drink tequila soda and lime because it makes me feel good and I know what to expect myself and always put waters in between. I'm embarrassed that I didn't learn that rule until I was like 25, but hey, let me tell you, ever since implementing, I'm it's feeling good out here. I feel like this, I say this so often, but my next one is going to be, this is the time to really hone in on your routine and your non-negotiables. Focus on what you need right now. And you know what makes you feel good today, today. I love my favorite creator. Y'all know her tanks. Talk about her all the time. She talks about her non-negotiables and she's coined the term rich mom walk. Like she needs to walk four miles every day or I'm making it up, but she needs to walk every day. It's good for her brain. It's how she likes to move her body. Similar to you, I want you to figure out exactly what makes you feel good. This is the time right now where it's November 16th. You have the rest of the year that's going to be absolutely insane figure out your non-negotiables and move from there. Make sure that you have them. Example, I know that I need to do my skincare every night. I don't care how drunk I am. I don't care how tired I am. Skincare has to happen every night. I know that I need to take my supplements every day. I know that I need to move my body in some way every day. And I know that I need five minutes of meditation time, of quiet time, of no phone, no pings, no fiance, no dog. I just need five minutes by myself, great time. Figure out what those are for you and hone in on them. And I truly recommend some form of meditation practice to everyone out there because when you're able to be quiet with yourself, this isn't just, you know, spiritual. It's not just calming the brain. That is an after effect, but you can truly have a strategy session with yourself. Sometimes when I'm meditating, I don't listen to anyone and I just think about what do I have this week? What do I have this month? How do I want to show up at the as the best version of cat this week and month? How do I want to feel when I come into December? Do that with yourself and see if your plans align with that. See if your worrisome thoughts align with that. And it's a great place to move from. So non-negotiables, focus on those. My last one here, tangible, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, is when... We've all had this before, okay? You guys are, I'm going to say this and you're going to immediately know what I'm talking about. You're getting ready. Hair's done. Makeup's done. You know, you're not quite sure what to wear, but you have something in your head. You're like, oh, that'll be perfect. You try it on. It's not how you want it. The fabric's clinging a little too close to places you don't want it to cling. Starts to get hot. You start to sweat right under your eyes in the corner of your nose your hair starts to look a little frizzy. Somehow you don't understand. You get anxious, your hair gets frizzy. You see a sweat bead on your forehead. You're like, okay, it's fine. We're we're just going to switch shirts. It'll be perfect. That shirt didn't work. You're freaking out now. So you're like, ah, scrap it, scrap it. I'm going to try these new pants that I have. It's getting hotter. Your back's really hot. You're sweating all over. You say, I'm not going to go. You text your friend. You're like, I don't think I can come. And if you're me at this point, you're crying, you're freaking out, your hands are shaking, you truly do not want to go because of your outfit, because of the way you feel about yourself. It has completely spiraled and you are saying such nasty things to yourself in the mirror. No one should ever have that experience. I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Here's what we're going to do to mitigate that. As we move into the holiday season, I want you to have three outfits that you love yourself in. Three outfits that are interchangeable to 
dinner to cocktails to a bar to running to your parents' house. Not running to your parents' house athleisure, but like parents' house for holiday meal. Three outfits that you could wear to any of those and you feel so confident in them and you feel so good in them. And this is another thing that I've learned from this is another tip that I learned from my Queen Teagues. I'm obsessed with her. Thank you for being everyone's big sister. But just take pictures of them. Know what you look like in them so that you can go to them after the experimental outfit didn't work for you and you're ready to bounce and ready to leave. And then another thing is not even the before but the during. The entire time you're there. For me, these outfits are high-waisted pants. They are some bodysuit that shows a little bit of tit. And they're a heel and there are different versions of that because I know how that looks on my body and I know that I'm always going to feel confident in that. If I I get a little geeked and I'm like, hell, I'm low rise girl, like I am Gen Z, it's not going to work for me and I know it's not going to work for me. And unless I am having the absolute best body image day of my life, I cannot wear low rise jeans. And that's okay. Some people can, but I cannot. And I know what looks good in me. Call me the millennial. Call, tell me I'm out of out of style because I'm wearing high-waisted. I don't care. I'm going to keep doing it. Decide what makes you feel good. One of my best friends, Jaylee, no matter what, is going to feel so confident, look like a stunning, beautiful model in a pink flowery dress. She's going to look perfect. She's going to feel perfect. And she has seven of those in her head that she can pull from whenever she's having one of those moments. And that's okay. You need to have those, have those ready so that when you're there, when you're walking through a room, when you're approaching people, you feel confident and you're ready to speak and you're ready to hug and you're ready to eat and drink and not worry about where it sits. Have the fits. Those are mine for you. I hope these help because I get it, dude. I get it. If you guys want a part two, I'm happy to because the more I think about it, I think I have even more of these that I can share with you guys because this is a tough time. Like, I was talking to my therapist about this the other day because I'm just geeking in general about all the family time and all the travel and all that fun stuff. And she's like, most divorces happen during the holidays. Most blow-up fights happen. Like, intra-family fights happen during the holidays body image, body dysmorphia, skyrockets, depression, anxiety, medication, skyrocket. People stop seeing their therapist because they don't have time. So all that skyrockets, like our brain hurts. And again, biggest mind fuck because it's supposed to be the happiest time of the year. So listen, if you're like me and your brain hurts and you're feeling shameful, stop it. Stop it right now, incorporate these five tips, and always, always DM me. I am here for you. Okay, this was this was good. This was fun for me. As much as it was for you, this was really good for me. I needed to talk about this. Everyone, have a beautiful weekend and week. I have some stuff for you coming next week. I'm excited for you guys to listen to episodes while I'm gone, and we'll catch up, okay? Bye, guys. I'm obsessed with you. Please, um... Oh, you know, as I say, like if you're into it, maybe maybe you like, you rate, you follow, you share it with a friend. If this hits home to you and you're like, oh my God, my friend Lucy Lou needs to hear this, please share it with her and tell her that she is welcome to slide in my DMs and I will send lots of love all the time. Okay, now I'm really leaving. Thank you for listening to this episode of My Brain Hurts. I love you all. Happy Thanksgiving.